Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Family, I'm coming on here with an encouraging word. Um, fam, it's about coming to the end of yourself, okay? That is when you truly can reign with Christ. Once you come to the end of yourself, okay? We have to think about it. Jesus had to come to the end of his life to get to have the full glory. Hallelujah. He pleased his father once he gave up his life. And it's the same with us. We are to follow in Jesus' footsteps. We are to give up our lives for the good news. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, some of it will be a, a physical death, but also some will be spiritually. Spiritually, you have to say, I give this life to you, Lord. This is your life. I want to live this life as you have made it, Father. You get me, family? It's about um dying to yourself. So, hold on, family, because I'm, I'm plugging up my charger. So, I wanted to start with... Abraham, because Abraham does have faith. Like we, he's one of our fathers of faith. Like what you mean? But I want to show you where Abraham had to come to the end of himself. Okay. So let's go to. Hold on. Let's go to Genesis 12 first. It says, the Lord has said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. Do you see how the Lord had told him you have to go and give up these things? Because we know if we do not give up a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, an auntie, an uncle. You're not worthy of being his, right? <clears throat> we all know this. Family, we've talked about this before. You're not worthy of being his if you cannot sacrifice sacrifice your very life you're not worthy to be his because he already did it for you hallelujah it's a word that i um did last night and i'm waiting on the lord to tell me when to post it but one part is john 10 10 in the king james version he said that i came to give that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly that's what the king james version said go to john 10 10 and look at the kjv he said that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly jesus died so that you might choose life because when we look up the definition of might right might means hold on hold on your It means used tentative, tentatively to ask permission or to express express a polite request. He is politely requesting that when you receive this life and have it more abundantly, that's what he's asking for your permission to give you life. But if you can't sacrifice, you're not worthy of being his. If you can't receive the life that he has preordained for you, you are are not worthy of being his. 
So he says, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will take you into a great, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. And you know what? We have to come to the end of family and what the Lord has to teach me. I'm going to have haters because you know why? Because they see the Christ in me. And it's the same thing for you. People are going to hate you because they see Jesus in you. It's the Jesus in you that they hate. It's not about you. We have to take it out of, for, away from us. We got to cast our pride down because this is not about us. People are going to hate you because they hated Jesus first. When they see you, you are made in the image of God. They see Jesus. So we got to get past ourselves. We have to die to ourselves to be reigned, uh, bring, bring, bring to new life so we can reign with Christ. Yes, it, we're going to suffer because we're dying to ourselves. It's not easy. Look, think about Abraham. It wasn't easy for him to pack up and leave and leave everything he knew. But he had, he had a promise over his life. God had a plan over his life. And Abraham trusted God, but Abraham, you know what took him to, um, build his faith, the different trials that he went through, the different things Abraham still had to learn to die to himself. People always forget that they don't notice that part. A lot of times, yes, Abraham has faith, but guess what? He had to die to himself still. It says, so Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. Abram, I'm calling him Abraham. Sorry, y'all. He's still Abram. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sari, his nephew, Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken and taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Morah. At the, at that time, the area was inhibited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give you this land, give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and I at the east. There he built another altar altar and dedicated it to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abram said to his wife, Sari, look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is this is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then you will spare my life and treat me well. And they will treat me well because they are interested in you. Hallelujah. Do you see how it was still some dying to the flesh that Abraham needed to do? Abraham still needed to die to his flesh because 
he didn't go and ask God, God, what was going to happen. He, he just was like, look, this is what I need you to do. But did God tell him to do that? Did God tell Abraham to do that? Or did Abraham, was it still some dying to himself that he needed to do? So I want to, um, well, let's go to verse 14. And sure enough, when Abram arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Ari's beauty. When the palace officials saw her and they sang her praises to Pharaoh, their king and Sarah was taken into the palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abram many gifts because of her. Sheep, goats, cattle, males, female donkeys, males and female servants and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarah, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and accused him sharply. What have you done to me? He demanded. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them and he sent Abram out of the country along with his wife and all his possessions. Hallelujah. Abraham still gained much because God will use what what, what the enemy meant for bad. God will use um, the moments even when we are still dying to ourselves. He will use those moments for your good. He still will right your wrongs. But it's all about, are you willing to die to yourself? If the Lord tells you to get up and go, are you going to go? If he says you have to leave everything behind that you know, will you do it? It's a constant dying to yourself. Every day. You have to wake up and be like, Lord, how can I please you today? Lord, what can I do for you today? But a lot of times we get up with the attitude of, Lord, I need you to do this for me today. And as you ain't get it yet, you still haven't gotten it yet. That this is not about you. You are sent down here on a mission. This is a war. We have a war going on. This is not about you. The Lord will tell you what he needs you to do. And he will take care of the rest. We always want to quote, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And, 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 and some versions say live righteously. Some versions, versions say and, and his righteousness. And everything else will be added on to you. But, I, but listen, this is the part I want to take. If you're seeking ye first the kingdom of God, everything will be added on to you. Because God is going to provide you. He's going to equip you with what he needs you to do. You are on a mission. I need you to have tunnel vision. All you can see is the kingdom of God before you. That's all you will be able to see is the kingdom of God. This is not about you. It is a war going on. It's not about, oh, Lord, can I have the, uh, I want the best this, and I want the best that. Oh, Lord, can you get me this? Can you get me? It's not about that. Yes, your father will provide all your needs. Yes, he says that he will give you the desires of your heart. But first, why don't you check and see that your heart matches the father's before you ask for the desires of your heart? Because you want what pleases him. Jesus said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask for anything you want and it will be granted for to you. So if you remain in him and his words remain in you, 
You can ask for anything you want and it will be granted because your heart is going to be after him. You're going to want to please him. But if you're asking the Lord to get you some Balenciagas, where did, is that what Jesus put on your heart or is that what you wanted? You got to ask yourself these questions. Is there still some dying that you need to do? So then, you know, we see that Abraham and Lot separate. Abram, Abram rescues Lot. We see that. We see that in chapter 15, the Lord's covenant promise to Abram. Let's read this. Sometime later, so this is Genesis 15. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, Oh, sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you have, you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Do you see how even Abraham Abraham had moments where he only could see the Lord humanly? It was some dying he had to do for himself still. He couldn't see past the fact that I don't have any sons, but the Lord has greater. It is the same thing for you. Stop going so humanly, but, but know with God, all things are possible. Know that God has a promise over your life. Know that he is a way maker. You have to know these things about the Lord. But you know how, how you build a relationship with the Lord? You've got to be prepared to die to yourself. I have to die daily, family. You know, a lot of times people want an anointing, but the anointing comes with a cost. I'm not saying this to you to make you feel... um what's the word i don't want you to feel like it's impossible because with god all things are possible but i'm saying it comes with a cost because it's dying to yourself the lord's going to send you places you don't want to go he's going to have you talk to people you don't want to talk to but it's dying to yourself it's about you know what i live for you jesus I live for you. So I'm going to go where you sent me. But guess what? While you walk in there, it's some dying to yourself because you don't want to do it. Look at Jonah. Jonah had to die to himself. He ain't want to go to Nineveh. But where he end up going? Nineveh. Because <laughs> with God, all things are possible. Jonah, he he he, he thought he knew um. Like he, he thought he knew all of God's plans, but we can never understand all of God's ways. We just have to be like, it's for you I live, Jesus. And it's for you that I will die. I will die to myself for you, Lord. To keep your name holy. Hallelujah. I will die to myself. To give you all the glory. I will die to myself. Hallelujah. My bad family, because I don't know what's wrong with this charger that I'm using, but it's not working, so I got to switch it. 
Okay. We good, we good, we good, we good. And then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up in the sky and count the stars. If you can, that's how many descendants you will have. He told a man who had no children that as many stars that you can see, if you can count them all, he says, that's how many descendants you will have. He told Abraham, you won't even be able to count all your descendants. Because with God, all things are possible. But humanly, you can't see that. If God told you that, humanly, you couldn't see that. Because you're like, Lord, I don't even have one child. And Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. It's about believing God. It's about believing. Yes, you have to die to yourself, but I believe you. Yes, I don't have any descendants, but I know that you got a promise over my life. Yes, I know my land is barren, but you said I will be fruitful. It's about believing. It's about having faith. But in the process of you waiting on your promise, it's some dying to yourself that has to happen. Because Abraham believed. But you see, he still got himself in an Ishmael situation because he, he, he still needed to die to himself. He says, I, then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, oh, sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abraham presented all these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle <clears throat> and laid them half side by side. He did not, however, he did not, however, cut the bird in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcass, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, mm, Abram fell into a ve- into a deep sleep and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be. Sh- <coughs> I'm sorry, y'all. The weapons is child form. <coughs> My bad. That your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you. You will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. Hold on, Lord. Lord, do you want me to see the teacher? Okay, family. That part brought something to me that the Lord said to me this morning. He said that his children is going to start becoming wealthy overnight. It's just going to be an overnight thing, right? And then the Lord was, I was like, okay, Lord, I need a word. And he said, Joseph. Didn't it only take like one night for his whole life to turn around? And that's the same thing that's going to happen with his children. Just believe it. 
After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land, for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abraham saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcass. So the Lord made a covenant with Abraham that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. The land now occupied by the Canaanites, Kesatites, Camelites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephites, Amorites, Can- Canaanites, Gergites, and Jezubites. But family, even when the Lord, when he said that to me in the kitchen, it was some dying to myself I had to do. Because you know why the Lord wants his children to be wealthy? Because it brings him much glory. But also he wants you to be about his business. He wants you to help the oppressed. He wants you to help the orphan. He wants you to help the widowed. He wants you to release the captives. Release the prisoners. And tell captives they are free. That's what he wants you to do. It's not about, oh, well, he's making me wealthy so I can have everything I ever wanted in the whole entire world. He is a good father and he gives good gifts. Yes, he does. But it's not about you. (laughs) I'm sorry that your sis got to come here and tell you this. It's not about you. I'm not saying that the Lord will not let you get the things that you want. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not. <laughs> and listen, I had to swallow that pill first. It was one of the pills. You ever swallow a pill and you feel like it's cool and, and, you, and you, throw, you keep on trying to burp and stuff to get it to pass that? It was one of them at first. Because my pride. What you mean it's not about me? What do you mean? You said you came to give me life and that more abundantly. What you mean it's not about me? But you know what he told me? Who had to give up their life for you to have life? So isn't it only right for you to live for me? I died for you. Why won't you live for me? Mm, That's a banger. That's a banger. So then we see that Abraham and Sarah, they had some dying to do because they're still trying to play God in Genesis 16. Now, Sarah and Abram's wife had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. See, Sarah acting a lot of like Eve right now. A lot of like Eve. And you know one thing I learned about Eve? It was a plethora of things I learned. But you know one thing I learned about Eve? She didn't play her part. She didn't play her part at all. Eve, she had pride. She was very prideful because she wanted to be like God. She wanted to she wanted to be just just like him. She thought that she could be him if she ate the forbidden fruit. And then not only did she do, she brought a man down with her. But we see. Sarah following in the same footsteps as Eve. God was talking to Abram. Yes, he went and he told Sarah that she was going to have a baby. But it wasn't for Sarah to give Hagar to Abram. 
that she's the forbidden fruit. For real, for real. So Abraham had sexual relations with Hagar. Hagar got uh, pregnant. Now Sari mad because she getting treated with contempt by her servant. But it's, it's, you have to reap what you sow. It's repercussions for your actions. That's why it's better to die to yourself than to get you in an Ishmael situation. Family, we love our Ishmaels. You know we love our Ishmaels. But we all have gotten ourselves into an Ishmael situation. I'm not just talking about your kids. <laughs> Don't think. Listen. Yes, sis got some Ishmaels out, out eating breakfast. It's not about that. It's, it's not about that at all. But all I'm saying is we got other situations that was Ishmael too. So don't think your sis is coming because I can't throw the first stone at you. I got Ishmael 1 and Ishmael 2 out there eating their uh, breakfast. So don't feel no way. <laughs> your sis just being real with you. And it says, the angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road, the road to Sir. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sari servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sari said. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will have, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Hmm. Therefore, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who has spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. She also said, I have truly seen the one who sees me. And she was named, and the well was named Berihirol, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abraham named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. Family, I know y'all know this story, but do you understand? It was still some dying to himself he had to do. So then God, he changes Abram's name to Abraham. You see that? Listen. Now it's time for them to get circumcised, girl. Or bro, whoever listening. He, how old is he at this time? Mm, mm. Listen, more power to him. See how it hurt to die to yourself? He had to die to a little piece of himself that day, too, that he had carried for how many years? It had to be over 86. That little piece of, piece of himself he had to cut off, you know? It's about sacrificing. And then it says, um, you know, the Mark of the Covenant. Sarah re changes her, gets her name changed to Sarah. Um, hold on. That's, uh. Hold on, y'all. 
Okay, let's go to uh, verse 15 because it was some it was some dying Sarah had to do. Then God said to Abraham, regarding Sarah, your wife, your her name will no longer be Sarah. From now on, her name will be Sarah. And I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly and she will become the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. Then Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed himself in disbelief. How could I become a father at the age of a hundred, he thought. And how can Sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old? So Abraham said to God, may Ishmael live under your special blessing. See, it was still some dying to himself. It was still some dying to himself because it's hard for us to see that with God, all things is possible. God don't care if you are 120. If he put a promise over your life, that promise is being fulfilled. Okay. We, we be going to God. We be like, okay, God, we only see it this way. So this is the way you got to do it. And he like, Ain't I God? How you telling me what I'm about to do? Ain't I God? So let's keep on reading. But God replied, no, Sarah, your wife will give birth to a son for you. You will name him Isaac and I will confirm my covenant with him and his descendants as an everlasting covenant. As for Ishmael, I will bless him also, just as you have asked. I will make him extremely fruitful and multiply his descendants. He will become the father of 12 princes and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will be confirmed with Isaac, who will be born to you and Sarah about this time next year. When God had finished speaking, he left Abraham. See how, like, we'll come to God because, okay, God, I only see it this way. God, okay, I know if I go out and get me a part-time job, I'll be able to make up this part of this bill, but I, I might I might have to do something else to cover it. And the Lord's like, no, didn't I tell you to be still and know that I'm God? You're not going to get it that way. You're not. If if the Lord is telling you to wait on your spouse, but you study on dating apps or you study just always trying to be out looking for. He, he like, didn't I tell you that while I join together, let no man take it under. Why are you playing me? It's some dying to yourself that has to be done still. You have to know that God is the God over your life. It doesn't matter what it looks like to you. God knows what he said. No, I, I'm the, the special blessing is not for Ishmael. So your special blessings you're waiting for, you're not going to get it in an Ishmael situation. You're going to get it in your Isaac situation. How God said it. Yeah, he going to bless your Ishmael. Ishmael going to be fruitful, but you still going to have Isaac. You're still going to do what I said. All of my blessings is coming through Isaac. Do you get what the Lord is saying? On that very day, Abram took his son Ishmael and every male in his household, including those born there and those he had bought. Then he circumcised them, cutting off their foreskin, just as God had told him. Abram, Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised. And Ishmael, his son, was 13. Both Abram and his son, Ish, Abraham and his son Ishmael, were circumcised on that same day, along with all the other men and boys of the household, whether they were born there or brought as servants, all were circumcised with him. Mm, Y'all. 
Now it's some dying Sarah got to do. The Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while, while, while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servants with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get three large measures of your best flour needed in duck into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to his servants who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and the roasted meat and he served it to the men and they ate. Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Sarah was listening to the conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is also old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'll return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. It was still some dying there, family, that had to been done. I'm telling you, the Lord will say some stuff to you sometimes. You're like, Lord, I'm barren. What you mean I'm about to have descendants numerous as the skies? I'm barren, Lord. I'm barren. And the Lord is like, is anything too hard for me? Ask yourself, is anything too hard for the Lord? Name one thing that's too hard for the Lord. I'll wait. At one point, you was dead in the grave. Do you get that? And he raised you to life. How? How? I still don't know how Jesus pulled up on me. I still I still don't know, family. I don't know. I, I just don't. If people be like, what was you doing? I was sitting in my car smoking and I just started reading the Bible and Jesus pulled up. That's exactly how it happened. And then guess what? He set me free. After he pulled up, not only did I stay in that situation, he set me free. He began to show me, you are leaning onto things of this world when you should be leaning onto me. Family, I've been dying to myself for years now. <laughs> Because you have to die to yourself daily. You got to renew your mind daily. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Name one thing that's too hard for the Lord. Because religious people, they'll put Jesus in a box. 
They'll put God in a box, you feel me? And, oh, well, he could only do it this way. But you don't even understand that you're putting him in a box. When you're putting him in a box, you don't think God can do all things. Because you think he has to do things a certain way. God can do anything. He can do anything he desires to do. So, family, stick with this. Yes, this is going to be bad. I got to get ready to, to uh, go handle some business. So, um, this will be... We, I was breaking this up in parts anyway. So, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you enjoyed this part. Yes, this will be back because we about to pump these words out in the mighty name of Jesus. Because he is worthy of all the glory, honor, and praise. Okay, I just had to let that be out. Okay, because Jesus Christ is Lord. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Listen, listen. That's what you got to tell people. Jesus Christ is Lord. Period. Period. You got to be like Jesus came down here in a real body and he died for our sins. That's what you got to say to people. And guess what? Some of them going to hate you because it ain't for them to get everything. Listen, people that aren't spiritual, what you say to them, me saying Jesus is Lord, they're going to think it's foolish because they don't get it. They're not spiritual. But you know the truth. (laughs) You know the truth. And it's like, I don't know why I'm going into this, but like, we can't be worried about, um, oh, this person don't like me. They just don't get it. It ain't for them to get, boo. At least not right now. Now, listen, I'm not saying God can't do it, but let God do it. You know, we be like, listen, we be on some Peter knuck if you buck stuff and the Lord be saying, hold up, hold up. You can't be slashing people's ears off. Because you see the same person he slashed the ear, he went and healed them. He, you, we don't know who God about to use. We just got to let people. We got to plant the seed and we got to keep it pushing. Plant the seed, keep it pushing. <laughs> if they don't want to receive it, you you knock the dust off your feet and you keep it pushing. So, family, I love y'all so, 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 so much. <laughs> I know you just be going on like sidebars, but the, wherever the spirit lead me, I'm going. I be telling the Lord, lead me. So, in one minute, I might be talking about one thing. Next minute, I'm talking about something else. Has the spirit done moved on to something else? So, now we at somewhere else, okay? <laughs> so, I pray that this has blessed you. Like I said, family, start dying to yourself because it's for Jesus that you live. It's for him that you live and it's for him that you will die. Okay, family? So, I love y'all so, 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 so much. I got to get up out of here. <laughs> but most importantly, Jesus loves y'all. Bye.